You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I wear Under Armour to work, and it's the the compression stuff. It's way warmer than the loose stuff. And it makes you look thinner. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't flatter you? It it accentuates parts of my body that don't need to be accentuated anymore. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Every week, John Fraser. I'm actually part Canadian. No dude to it. Who wants to draft me? Love me a rouge. And Travis Curra. Man, if they go with Sanceri over Brett Smith, then nothing has changed in Saskatchewan. We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Uh, what do you call it? You're supposed to do the thing where you talk and you pretend like you're like in- interested in the thing, but you just the need interview. the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the inner blue. Can't forget the nonsense. I thought you should know I ate two carrot muffins as you were drunk, Jim Barker. Ready, set, hut. It's episode 83 of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Brazilian Thai, Travis Cura. What'd you get up to for Thanksgiving, buddy? I went home, and then I watched football all day Sunday, and then I was at work on Monday. All right, so did you uh, get any uh, turkey? Because I have a brilliant idea for turkey leftovers. I got zero turkey. Turkey poutine! Ugh. Oh, you don't like gravy. Why am I friends with you? (laughs) I already don't feel well as it is. I don't need to hear that. (laughs) I'm doing it tomorrow. Turkey, fries... Cheese curds, gravy, that's heaven. That just sounds awful. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. It's making my stomach churn a little more than usual. (laughs) And we know that your stomach is churning because today is the kickoff to Monopoly at McDonald's. Oh, it's like my second Christmas. Or first Christmas, depending on what time of year you're looking at here. So I have... I have resisted going so far. It's only day one, but I'm doing pretty damn good if I must say so myself. I've gone twice today. Okay. (laughs) We had breakfast there, and then I stopped on the way home from work. Did you get anything good? Uh, Medium fries. Okay. (laughs) That's not that good. Nothing too great yet. I'm going to wait, though, until after after Monopoly's over to cash that in. Yeah, you, only get a- one, you only get one piece on the medium fries. You get two on the largest. Okay, okay, yeah, that's a waste. Yeah, yeah, play the averages, right? So I, I love what I do. Like, I had, I want so much free stuff, I can make a meal out of my pieces. Like, get a sandwich, a fries, and a pop. And I, could, I, I did that three or four times. I had enough for three meals once. But this year, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You say that now. How many times are you going to go to McDonald's tomorrow? For breakfast, for sure. Okay. Because it's not. It's my assistant's turn to buy tomorrow. Okay. And then it's Thursday, so it's Thursday night football. So I did pull out pork chops to make for supper, but I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be hitting up McDonald's one more time tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. In the huddle with Fraser and Kura on the Two It Out podcast. I do want to say welcome to any new listeners who may have uh, seen the article on uh, usatoday.com. Yeah, that was somewhat surprising. 
I shouldn't say someone. That was very surprising. <laughs> they might be a bit uh, confused why we're talking about turkey and Thanksgiving, but Canadian Thanksgiving over the weekend. Uh, Ted Cluck ended up giving us a shout-out on the, the website there. Basically, he did an article, a weekend guide to politics-free professional football. So big thank you for him. He's got a project underway as well. There's a movie coming out called Silverdome. Of course, we know the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. That is where uh, WrestleMania three happened, among other classic football memories. So uh, check that out, and thanks to him for the love. I, my favorite part is that it actually says Brazilian tie on usatoday.com. <laughs> yeah, I had to screenshot that and send it to my mom. I'm like, yeah. So here, here's what here's what they call me in USA Today. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> so uh, Brazilian tie is not Brazilian, but he got. A Brazilian. Uh, what happened is that we made a bet. Was that la- two years ago now? Yeah, that- 2015. <laughs> if the Auto Red Blacks won 12 games, he would get the manscaping done. Let's just say he got it done both front and back. I was in the room for it, front row seat. <laughs> I can't believe I stuck around for it, but, man, I know you on a whole different level now. So uh, thanks for doing that, and you'll forever be known as Brazilian Tie. <laughs> I wear that moniker with pride. Now you're famous, man. (laughs) I guess so. I guess we've made it. (laughs) Wednesday, 4 o'clock Eastern, was the CFL trade deadline, and nothing happened. Now, football is a little bit of a different animal than baseball or hockey, where a, a guy can just join a team and basically fit right in and just start playing. Football is a little bit different, you know, with playbooks and systems and all this stuff. But I'm still a bit surprised nothing happened, especially with the Montreal Alouettes. A lot of uh, talent there that aren't part of the future and might be able to help teams here uh, down down the stretch as we get ready for the playoffs. Anything else that surprised you? As far as trade deadline, just the fact that nobody made any additions uh, you know, especially in the West, like you said, with Montreal being what they are right now, there's an opportunity there for a team to maybe go after somebody like BJ Cunningham, if possible, uh, Ernest Jackson, maybe, uh, you know, just to bolster up their receiving core, uh, you know, try to make a push and try to get a home playoff spot in the West, let alone a crossover. Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird that a trade deadline goes by and nothing happens. Yeah, I think Zach Caleros was the big one that people were watching and, this late in the season, I think salary caps are pretty well set, and it's hard to move a contract like that uh, this late in the year. So we'll see it after the year. After the year, there's going to be a lot of movement happening when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, Bridge, Brandon Bridge in Saskatchewan, his contract is up. What's going to happen there? Uh, Kevin Glenn, what's going to happen there? Travis Lule, James Franklin. Uh, there's a lot that's going to happen in this offseason. It could be a, an entirely, you know, a quarterback carousel here. Andrew Buckley in Calgary, he's got a contract coming up as well. So this offseason is going to be uh, nothing short of insane. You have to think Montreal is, I mean. Montreal needs everything. Are they going to 
keep Durant and Willie? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. There's no way they can. And they can't keep Cavis Reed either, as far as I'm concerned, after this showing this year. But that's besides the point. You think he should be gone? What? It, he is. Oh, Travis. What did we talk about last week with Bear Woods? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you. Like, oh, no. Yeah, no. He, he shouldn't be running that team. Mind you. The Wenton Halls might have something to do with that as well. I don't know for sure, but I just don't see the benefit the benefit right now of Cavis Reed in Montreal at all. When you got Ed Hervey, Ed Hervey can go there and do a hundred times better. I do think Cavis will get one more year. Yeah, but they got to have a short leash on him. Like you, you got to make something happen because if you start the year again, oh five, oh and six, well, you obviously did nothing to improve this football team in the off season, and there's no point in them keeping him. Yeah, because he didn't get to hire his own coach. He was basically told that he'd have Chapdelaine. They never got along from the onset. So, Nobody gets along with Chapdelaine. Yeah, we'll see if Reed brings some a quality coach in next year. But Montreal, you're right. From top to bottom, that organization almost needs to be gutted. And I, I think the same with the BC Lions. I mean, they need to be sold in the offseason. Wally... Uh, I, I mean, how do you tell a guy like Wally? No, no, we're going to change it. I, I think it's ultimately ultimately up to him. But they've never missed the playoffs with Wally in BC, and this year they are going to. So, yeah, that streak's ending in BC, and they need to make changes as well. It's going to be a wild off season, I think. Uh, a pile of injury news that we need to go through as far as setting your fantasy lineups. I found this week to be one of the most challenging fantasy weeks of the entire season. Uh, Cats end up losing their kicker, Sergio Castillo, hitting the six-game list. That doesn't matter for fantasy, but, man, he's been having himself a nice year, I thought. Marcus Ball for Toronto hits the six-game. And as far as quarterbacks go, Matt Nichols and Mike Riley will both be good to go for Winnipeg and Edmonton, respectively. Both were taken out of their games last week. And this one I find quite shocking Kevin Glenn already announced the starter in Regina as the Riders take on the Red Blacks this Friday. I, What else Why? does Brandon Bridge need to do? Why do you start Kevin Glenn so he can go three for eight again for 30 yards and you have to put Bridge in anyway? Like, give me a break, Chris Jones. Kevin Glenn is not better than Brandon Bridge right now, and you need to win football games. You can't dig yourself an early hole again and again this late in the season and expect Bridge to clean it up. Just start him. He's good. Deal with it. You have to assume that that leash is really short. What, what's the point? Look at the last three weeks Kevin Glenn has had. They've been garbage mm-hmm. in the, to start with. Granted, last week he did lead a comeback against the Red Blacks. But in the first half, there was he had no business even starting that second half, and they left him in. I don't get what Chris Jones is trying to prove. Like you have a viable backup in Brandon Bridge, who's proven that he can play in this league and he can sling the ball. Like his his arm strength is for the way he throws the ball, how fast it, how fast he gets it out. It's it's ridiculous how how hard of a ball he throws. Sidearm. Like he needs to start. You need to win games. You can't keep coming from behind. It's going to catch up to you. 
I'm ugh, it. He's an idiot. Sorry, I don't like Chris Jones. I never have. I, I don't get it. We go to Calgary. No Roy Finch this week. So returning kicks for the Stampeders is going to be uh, Terry Williams. Uh, he'll back up Jerome Messam. He'll also return kicks. As far as receivers go, Kamar Jordan is good to go. He's going to be playing. Uh, I don't know how limited he's going to be as far as you know routes he's going to be running. And Devaris Daniels is going to be a game-time decision as well against Hamilton. Dickinson basically said, if the weather's cold and the weather's crappy, we're not going to play him. If it's nice and you know the conditions are good, he'll probably be on the roster. But the fact that Calgary's sitting here with the record that they have, with the injuries they have had to go through on the offense, they're 12-1-1. Very similar situation to last year, but nobody's really talking about them as, you know, the greatest team in CFL history. And I think it's because of the way last season ended. If they ended up winning that Grey Cup, maybe they are called the greatest team of all time, and maybe they're talking about it again. But <laughs> last last season did not end. Henry Burris has the game of his life and uh, knocks Calgary off their pedestal. Maybe that's why the media is not really pushing the best record of all time narrative this time around. Well, what happens when a team sets that record? The last time it was done was Edmonton winning 16. Did they not lose the Grey Cup that year? They lost in the West Final. (laughs) Or in the West Final. Like You almost don't want to bring it up. You know, you just want to – that's a lead that I, that I would bury if I'm a coach. Don't worry about it. We want to go 1-0 and this week. Don't worry about our overall record. Let's just win games. Um, fact, I think, like you said, Ottawa beating them in the Great Cup last year has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, if you can have the season they did last year, win a Great Cup, and then come back and do it again, then that that's something that is just – it's hard to do because of the salary cap, and you got to pay guys and – you look at Ottawa, they've, they've lost guys now, and they that was because they won. And they even had a guy retire, so that comes right off the books. Um, Calgary's by far the best team we've seen in a long, long time, and the fact that it's not getting talked about very much is just... I don't know if it's people just don't want to bring it up because they don't like Calgary, or if people are worried about them losing again and it blowing up in their face. Danny Austin is a uh, reporter for the Calgary Sun in Calgary, obviously, and he oh, uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he made the point that the point differential this year is even bigger than last year. It's look at their defense; it's ridiculous the the personnel they have. They are two hundred and twenty one points better than their opponent this year. Last season, one hundred and sixty six points. So. Almost sixty points better than last season, and they're not. Well, and they've talk- had two games where they've absolutely destroyed opponents. Yeah, and they're not talking about this being, you know, the greatest, the the greatest team in regular season history. So, <laughs> win the Great Cup, and maybe we revisit this conversation in December. <laughs> well, that's why you play the games. Hey, those San Jose Sharks, they won themselves a pile of President's Trophies, but how many rings do they got for that? Zero. Well, they also lost in the second round to Edmonton in 2006, but let's not get into that. (laughs) Let's talk about some running backs here. 
I'd love to tell you James Wilder's status, but I don't know. He got knocked out last week against the Riders. He knocked Mwamba. It wasn't a it wasn't a malicious hit. It just it, it honestly looked like an accident there. Uh, where their heads ended up meeting in that game, and he was knocked out, taken out of the game. They put him in concussion protocol. We'll see if he misses this week. He has been the hottest running back in the CFL, so that is a big loss for the Argos if he doesn't play. That entire offense has been running through Wilder. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's (laughs) not only running through Wilder, but he's been running through and over defenses the last couple weeks and you know racking up yards and touchdowns. Um, like you said, that's a huge loss for the Argos, uh, let alone, like, forget fantasy at that point. It, if he's not in the lineup, the Argos are going to have a tough time because, uh, you know, he he sets everything up for them. Again, this week he was the leading receiver and leading rusher for the Argos. And, like, you have a guy that does that almost seemingly every week, it seems. Uh, it's really hard to replace that in your lineup and be a consistent football team. Cameron Marshall was back at practice for the Rough Riders this week, and that has to be a welcome sight. He's not due to come off the sixth game until next week. We'll see if he's able to play. They are playing Calgary next week, so, (laughs) I mean... I I, I would leave him on the sixth game. (laughs) I don't know if it matters what you do at that point, but their running game has really dropped off since he got hurt. Trent Richardson made his debut last week. He had 20 yards. Keenan LaFrance had... 39 yards, and he looked like the better of the two running backs last week, but Cam Marshall would be a welcome sight back in green and white for Ryder fans. Not not only for the running game, but for the O-line as well. Uh, He gives them an extra blocker in the backfield. He's so good in their blocking scheme. Um, You know, if the O-line makes a mistake or they send a blitz, he picks it up so well and makes makes blocks and protects Kevin Glenn or Brandon Bridge who's ever going to be back there. Um, you know, that's, that's another huge loss for the Riders, not only their running game, but like if you can't block, the, if you can't block for your quarterback, it's going to be hard pressed to win games. And um, thinking about it now, saying that I'd leave Cam Marshall, maybe against Calgary, you almost want him in to help with that, have that sixth guy back in for blocking. Yeah, no matter who's that quarterback, you got to keep him protected. <laughs> yeah, mean... no kid, and especially like Kevin Glenn's 38 years old. Yeah. Like how many hits can he? How many more hits can he really take? And Brandon Bridge, if he gets under pressure, he's young. You're gonna make him make mistakes, like any quarterback will. But his mistakes are gonna be magnified because he's he's younger and he hasn't he doesn't have the reps. Uh, doesn't know to just like throw the ball away or tuck it and just take the sack. He's gonna try to make plays happen. We've seen it. Um, but having Cameron Marshall back there, you know, it's another blocker, and he's great. At, he, he's one of the best blocking backs in the CFL. So to have him back would be huge for that offense. As for Winnipeg, Timothy Flanders wasn't at practice on Wednesday, and he's become quite the popular pick in TSN CFL Fantasy because he's cheap. He's been getting a bit more touches with Andrew Harris being banged up a little bit here and there, and he lines up at receiver. He gets carries, but maybe steer away from him if he's going to be injured this week as they head into a game with BC. Yeah, that, that could be a big loss for the Blue Bombers for sure. Um, you know, he's, as far as fantasy concerned, he kind of handcuffs you with Andrew Harris. Yeah. Uh, he's in stealing, faltering some touchdowns and touches, but, um, you know, being able to have two backs in your backfield, both guys that can catch and both guys can run run the ball really well. 
Um, you know, it just helps spread the offense out a little more. And it's hard. They're two different running styles. Uh, Andrew Harris, really physical, try to run through guys. Well, Timothy Flanders is able to get to the outside a little more. So defenses kind of have to account for that. But if he's going to be out, uh, I think Andrew Harris will get a lot, like, more than usual with Flanders in lineup. But he'll get a lot of carries and try to carry the try to carry the ball more for the Blue Bombers and try to get their offense going again after last week. Time for the Fantasy Expose on the 2 and Out podcast. Well, a lot of people had their pick screwed up after the first game when Hamilton beat Winnipeg 30-13. to This holy's first throw downfield. Got Banks. Hit stride. Speedy B. Touchdown. Second consecutive week. They open with a touchdown to Banks on the first possession. Brandon Banks has really turned into a legitimate receiving threat. Here he goes over a hundred yards, actually almost two hundred yards, uh, one ninety four and six catches with yes the touchdown you just heard. Uh, June Jones found a way to use him in the offense, and it's really helping out that team. You cannot defend speed like this guy. If he gets behind your secondary or behind your 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 uh, defensive halfback, sorry, your only chance is to have your safety shading over there with a double and you know even then Taylor Loeffler was there but it didn't matter Banks was gone he's unbelievable and I'm glad that they're able to get him going again because he'd been kind of just doing nothing they had him doing the kick returns and they didn't have the same special teams unit as they did when he was returning kicks left and right so might as well get him in or space. the same coordinator yeah so you might as well get him in space uh, with the ball, and he makes it happen. Darvin Adams was the leading receiver for the Bombers, 94 yards on eight catches, but he also had a 40-yard pass that counted in fantasy. Oh, was that <laughs> not a thing of beauty? I love watching Paul Police coach a football game. <laughs> it was a beautiful pass, and yes, I do like the trick plays from uh, Winnipeg. they got to lead the league in that category. I would think so, but yeah. you know, Hamilton showed them one that they hadn't really pulled off yet either, so... Maybe maybe Paul Police has a couple more up his sleeve. We don't know. Kind of kicking myself for not taking Jeremiah Mazzoli a little bit more seriously at this point. <laughs> he goes twenty-seven to thirty-three for third three thirty-eight with two touchdowns. He is four and two as their starter since he took over. So he is playing great football. I would love to roll with him this week, but I don't want to start any quarterback against the Calgary Stampeders defense. Maybe he can really shock us, but man, that's not a matchup that I like. Alex Green, he gets 20 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. I don't like starting Alex Green in fantasy either, but when you're getting 20 carries, you should be able to make something happen. I really like the amount of times they're giving him the ball. So maybe there is an opportunity there for you if you do want to start Alex Green because at least he's getting the ball. Although, if they're playing from behind against Calgary, maybe not so much. Yeah, it's going to turn into a passing game uh, for sure. Hard to say. Uh, Masoli looked good against a pretty good defense in Winnipeg. Uh, Calgary is just that that step higher, you know, Winnipeg's good. Calgary's elite right now. Um, so I would be staying away from Hamilton players, uh, as much as possible this week. But, uh, if you are, if you do Alex green, I mean, 
it's easy to get the ball in the hands of the running back, and if they're going to give him carries and they're able to keep it close, he's going to put up some numbers. Next one was a big win for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders over the Toronto Argonauts, 27-24. Bridge weighs him in motion. Play for action. Oh, on the run, up the middle. Caleb Holy. he may score. Holy to the 30, the Argos, the 20, the 10, the 5. Caleb Holly touchdown. It's a 75-yard score. One play. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Bridge comes in, makes it happen for the Riders. Apparently it's not enough to uh, get the starting job in Saskatchewan. But <laughs> he goes 20 of 28 for 292 and two touchdowns. That's a hell of a game. The kid is lights out right now. Like I don't yes. understand what it what he has to do to get the starting job. Like, is it because he's Canadian? <laughs> oh, that's a narrative we don't want to start, is it? <laughs> oh man. If he if he had an American passport, do you think he'd be starting? Oh, oh don't put that on me. <laughs> He's looked great. I would, I would hope that's not it, and I don't honestly think it is. I just think Chris Jones is married to the idea of Kevin Glenn being a starter this year, and nothing's going to change that. He's stubborn. He's stupid. He can't coach a football game. It, it, it just makes no sense. Why Why put Kevin Glenn in? Why not give Bridge the start? He's been. You get him the first the first team reps in practice. You know he's going to be even better. Like just give him the starter's job. It's done. Like. Glenn, no. He's been ineffective the last three weeks in the first half. You can't get off to starts like that again and again. This is going to be a real interesting game against Ottawa this week. Roosevelt made his return last week. Shocked that he did, but eight catches, 77 yards. They still like to give him the ball, and why not? He's one of the most reliable receivers, maybe the most reliable receiver on the team when he's on the field. Yeah, he gets up there, makes catches, uh, especially this year. It's the year of the 50-50 ball, it seems. You know, quarterbacks are just throwing it up, and he's got such a height advantage on some of these halfbacks that it's almost not even fair. Uh, him and Deron Carter both, just unreal hands. Um, speaking of rider receivers, can Bakari Grant get sleeves that fit? <laughs> His I know this doesn't really me. have anything to do with the game, but my God, does that piss me off. <laughs> They bug me too, man. Like, he looks like he's a sail. A sail? Like, how does he run? Like, those have got to drag him down somehow. <laughs> Not very aerodynamic. Like, I wear Under Armour to work, and it's the the compression stuff. It's way warmer than the loose stuff. And it makes Especially, you look like, thinner? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't just flatter it, you? It, accentuate, it accentuates parts of my body that don't need to be accentuated anymore. <laughs> But oh, I digress. <laughs> Let's just go to Saturday here. Uh, <laughs> later in the day, Ottawa beats BC 30-25. to 25. This was a game. Four receivers near side, second and ten. He goes the other way, and he's got an open man. Ellingson, touchdown! Touchdowns on three consecutive possessions. Ellingson has a pair and ten touchdowns on the year. I went with Jonathan Jennings in my fantasy last week. I was very happy, but they blew that lead. There's no nice way to put it. They absolutely 
blew it. I know Ottawa's happy to have Trevor Harris back. He throws for three touchdowns. He throws for 380 yards. But, man, that was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a comeback and a half, and they made BC look pretty bad at home, I think. Yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow for the Lions. Uh, you know, you had a big lead, and you just let a team chip away and stay in it. Um, and late, too, BC didn't take care of the ball very well with two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, and it's hard to win games when you turn the ball over late and trying to hold on to a lead. The one, the one positive, though, is the O-line was way better than they have been the last couple weeks, only allowing one sack and three quarterback pressures. So that's something that you can kind of take away from this game and maybe build on for next week. And, you know, Jennings obviously is not back to what he was there, 26 of 40. Could be a little better percentage-wise, but still played a hell of a game. Yeah, and he's never really had the best completion percentage, but he made the big plays happen in this one. Uh, him and Manny have kind of they, they've got that chemistry going again, and they they looked awesome in this one. And I, I expect against Winnipeg that they'll be able to put up some yards as well. Uh, these teams over the past few years, BC and Winnipeg, have had <laughs> some of the best. CFL games we've seen in years. It's really fun to watch, and I expect they're going to have some fun football again this weekend. Uh, Ottawa has found a running game. William Powell, 92 yards and 17 carries. He has been rushing his ass off over the last month or so. And it's helping the the, the entire offense. You, you can get 92 yards and he's only touched the ball 17 times. Well, your old line's going to be pretty engaged in that football game, and you're going to have a chance to go down the field. Um, you know, defenses are now having to account for the run a lot more, it seems. Uh, we're getting to that cold weather. Teams are going to be running the ball a little more. Um, it's just going to open up the passing game. And, you know, like, 92 yards is nothing to shake a stick at. That's a really good game, especially in the CFL where, you know, 100 yards on the ground is – Seems pretty hard to get to some weeks. Um, he just helps that team out by balancing the offense. And if you have a balanced offense, you're hard to stop. So against Montreal a few weeks ago, he ran for 144. The next week against Winnipeg, he ran for 107. The next week after that, against Saskatchewan, he runs for 187. I like him this week against the Riders. I know they've been working on changing up that run defense because they have been getting torched. But I like William Powell at New Mosaic Stadium this week for the Red Blacks in fantasy. He's going to be really expensive, though. He's not too bad. Well, he is. He's $7,800. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he if he produces for you and you're able to kind of fill in with cheaper options elsewhere that maybe do something, it, it looks like a really good pick right now. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. I think Ottawa... It, it almost mirrors last year in the way that they kind of up and down throughout the season. Now they've really gotten going here. I know Saskatchewan's at home. It's not going to be an easy game on Friday the 13th. Ooh. That defense, ball hawking for sure, but, you know, since since Harris took the glove off, he's yeah. been a different quarterback. <laughs> that is the difference. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> On to Thanksgiving Monday. 
We all had turkey hangovers. I listened to Morley and Dave on 6.30 Chet as I was driving home for most of the game. The Edmonton Eskimos beat Montreal 42-24. Trying to keep pace here with the Alouettes. They'll shovel toss, and C.J. Gable goes flying in for the touchdown. Heels overhead. And C.J. Gable now has two as an Eskimo. C.J. Gable's first carry as an Edmonton Eskimo was a fumble. The Alouettes got off to a 15-0 lead. And last week on the podcast, I said I'd eat my socks if the Alouettes ended up beating the Eskimos. And I have to tell you, I was worried, man. You have no idea how excited I was. (laughs) I was planning, like, how am I going to be able to... Get socks down my throat. Do I cut it into pieces? Do I? Well, I, th- I think we would have had to boil them. Do I? <laughs> right, nice little broth, maybe, maybe like some chicken noodle. So make some maybe soup. Maybe instead of chicken, we put socks. I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said I didn't try to look up how to cook socks. You but did? all you get is how to cook sockeye salmon, so it didn't really help. <laughs> Uh, C.J. Gable, I like him this week, but he's $8,100 on CFL TSN Fantasy. He gets off to a good start with his team. Also, Brandon Zilstra was an absolute monster. Seven catches, 201 yards. He did have a touchdown. Named Player of the Week. I don't know if there's a hotter receiver in this league right now. Is anybody going to be able to cover this guy? (laughs) This is starting to get ridiculous, the numbers he's putting up. Maybe people are just watching, uh, you know, Bowman, I don't know why, or Walker. He is only, he's 46 receiving yards behind Greg Ellingson for the league lead. So, Zilstra, get to know that name. He's going to be in Edmonton for years to come. I hope so, because that. These last four weeks have been ridiculous. <laughs> they have been. <laughs> uh, like two, 201 yards on seven catches? Like, come on. <laughs> That's almost 30 yards a catch. Like, that that doesn't happen. Like, the, he's good. Nobody's 201 yards consistently good. But, I mean, he's putting up over 100 every week, scoring touchdowns. He's their, he's their everything option right now. You, you, they can go to him first down. They can go to him for second down conversions. And he's scoring points. Like This guy has is a must start regardless how much he costs. You have to find a way to put him in your lineup. Two 100-yard rushers in this game. Tyrell Sutton had 139 on 14 carries with a touchdown. C.J. Gable had 111 on 22 carries. I do like starting a running back against Edmonton. I don't know if it's going to be James Wilder this week. If it's him, I'd love to throw him in. If it's anybody else, I'm not exactly sure who I want to start against the Eskimos. Uh, Mike Riley, I mean, Zilstra had 201 yards. Riley had 286 yards passing. So, And that's on well, 13 completions. Yeah. The last touchdown to Zilstra, though, was thrown by future rider james franklin <laughs> that's true yep actually i'm off, i'm off him being the future in saskatchewan we got to re-sign bridge but anyways um yeah riley got banged up so they had to put james franklin in. james franklin proved once again that he's a great quarterback in this league and teams are going to be going after him this 
this winter for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, 286 yards for Riley. He only went 13 to 29. Like he was under 50 percent. Um, only threw the one pick, but still, it, conditions did play a huge factor in this one. It was miserable. It was yeah. Rain and windy. Um, just, I think it's just a bad day for Mike Riley. I don't think we read much into it. I don't know. Like he could be banged up too. Well, he obviously was. He was pulled out, but I don't know if there's something nagging him that could be an issue for the rest of the year. And if it is, well, there's bigger problems in Edmonton than just losing six straight. Drew Willie, 19 of 29 for 193 yards and two interceptions. That's about uh, as Drew Willie as it gets. What's your roster <laughs> looking like in uh, CFL Fantasy this week? I'm going out on a bit of a limb. Oh, um, I am too. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> I'm starting Bridge. Oh! Because I, I, I fully believe that he's getting into the game early. Uh, I'm going to start Alex Green. I know he's playing Calgary this week, and that's a tough start. Um, but I had to fit some guys in that I wanted in, so I had to go with a little bit of a cheaper option at the backs and went with Keenan LaFrance as well. Um, you know, he gets some red zone touches, and he's he's shown that he can score the football, so I wanted to get him in. Naaman Roosevelt, uh, just I don't know how you don't have this guy. Him or Deron Carter, one of the two at least. Uh, and I wanted to double somebody up with Brandon Bridge. Brandon Zilstra, there's no way you're not starting him, especially <laughs> – except for the fact he's at $8,400. Um, and then Emmanuel Arsenal in BC at 6800 Uh The week he had last week was just ridiculous. Um, Winnipeg's defense is good, but they, play, they like to play super aggressive, so I'm hoping uh, Jennings can kind of exploit that. And I was able to fit in uh, BC Lions defense against the Blue Bombers because I have a feeling that Matt Nichols is going to throw some picks. I am starting Kevin Glenn. okay chris jones (laughs) you have to think that he's been feeling the pressure from brandon bridge that's almost as bad as the week he wanted to start drew willie because he was only like 900 bucks i should have because he got into the game yeah and got like three points well, that's worth it for 900 bucks (laughs) i suppose i'm rolling with william powell to run all over the riders. I'm also mm-hmm. rolling with Martise Jackson for Toronto. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown on offense last week. He's returning kicks. The Eskimos don't have a good special teams unit. Uh, we saw Stefan Logan with a, a lot of big returns for Montreal last week. I think Jackson could have a nice game, uh, especially if Wilder's a bit banged up this week uh, against the Eskimos. I have Deron Carter pairing him with Kevin Glenn, Darvin Adams, and I'm picking Shamad Chambers. Uh, he hmm. is playing Calgary this week, and since he's been to Hamilton, he had six catches against BC. He had seven catches last week. I do think he's almost become sort of uh, the check down guy. And I think uh, Mazzoli's going to be pressured a lot by the Calgary defense. Get it no, to Chambers. come on. <laughs> exactly. So get it to <laughs> Chambers or maybe Alex Green. He's only $2,500 in my flex spot. So I really like rolling with him this week. And I got the Eskimos defense. I actually don't like any defense this week. Uh, no, not overly. <laughs> it's not a good good week to take any defense. It might be a good week to actually just scrap defense altogether. But Eskimos at home, maybe they make uh, something happen and uh, 
you know, <laughs> force some turnovers. That's that's all I'm hoping. It's just a hope and a prayer for me. But I got 30 bucks left over, so I'm pretty happy with uh, how my roster came together. Well, I got 708 bucks, so, I oh. mean, changes are imminent. <laughs> awesome. Let's make the picks. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at 2 and Out CFL. Of course, brought to you by SeatsGiant.ca. Any concert, any sporting event, CFL games, NHL games, they're all on there in Canadian dollars. Enter the promo code poutine you'll save yourself a few percent and uh, you also help to and out also the first game of the week calgary and hamilton you can get tickets for just under 20 bucks on seat giant who are you picking oh the white horse rides again you know what i'm picking them too, the stamps but i also think this is going to be another it's not going to be 60 to 1 like in august no, I don't. I don't think that either. But Hamilton's giving up thirty-four points on, at home, and meanwhile Calgary's scoring twenty-six on the road. It's just a recipe for Calgary to. It's, I, I think it'll be double digits. I don't think it's going to be the fifty-nine points we saw earlier this year. Yeah. But I think it'll be still a big win for Calgary. Sweet, sweet city woman. And then it's the second half of the doubleheader, Saskatchewan. They'll be honoring the 2007 Grey Cup team. I can't believe that's 10 years ago already, as Ottawa is in town. I think this is going to be a tough game, but where are you going? I'm going with the Riders at home. They score 33 points. They only give up 22. All right. I like it. Tickets for this one and Seat Giants start at, uh, what, just over 30 bucks. So grab them there. I'm going Riders as well. Kickaxe, I bet you didn't expect that. No, I did not. <laughs> I, was fully, I was fully prepared for what kind of love is this by Streetheart. And he just totally threw me for a loop there. I'm lost now. <laughs> Next is BC at Winnipeg. Tickets just over 40 bucks on SeatGiant.ca. Who are you picking? I got to go with Winnipeg, and I'm just hoping that you play Who Stole the Kishka. Oh, I have a different song ready. Oh, okay. Okay. And in the dollar store... The clerk is I love this song. <laughs> and counting loonies trying not to say, I hate Winnipeg. <laughs> that was that the theme is... song to 2015 Grey Cup for me. <laughs> that is the weaker dance. <laughs> I'm picking Winnipeg too, by the way. Toronto at Edmonton. Tickets just over 30 bucks in SeaGiant.ca. Who are you picking? Got to go with the Eskimos. They're at home. Uh, Two-hour time difference is going to be a little later than or for Toronto. Uh, I'm going to take Edmonton, but it's going to be close. Mo Burr.
Wahlberg, the singer of Pursuit of Happiness, is from Alberta. So, actually from Edmonton. So, I had to go with, I'm an adult now. <laughs> when am I going to get to pick Eskimos. songs? Why? Why? Well, I don't know. There's just not enough country. Oh, pfft. that's never going to happen. <laughs> hey, we uh, picked all. I'm picking all Western teams. I think country would fit. Okay. Well, maybe I'll consider it. I know <laughs> maybe, you're on the show. Maybe we'd lose listeners, though. <laughs> you're on the show every week, but man, let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's tone uh, it down. This is a slow burn here. I'm picking Toronto, <laughs> by the way. I. Uh, I think they if Edmonton tries what they did last week against Montreal, not going to work against Toronto. I'm going with them. It's like Blue Rodeo sort of country. Oh, yeah, I have no problem. I love Blue Rodeo. I have okay. no problem with you playing Blue Rodeo. Okay, there we go. Now now we're <laughs> off to uh, <laughs> a better Does that mend here. the fences? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. That's episode 83 of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Man, the season is winding down fast. So uh, I want you to count how much McDonald's you eat between now and episode 84. All right? Do we want meals or do we want dollar amount? I think maybe dollars. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want it okay. to be in the triple digits. Oh, it will be by probably Friday because <laughs> two meals a day at about 15 bucks. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. And also, I feel awful, but it's totally worth it. Hey, are they doing like the the locations on the Monopoly board again instead of like the traditional boardwalk? Oh yeah, place? like I, I got I got Pearson International Airport today. I got Niagara Falls. What's uh, the big one? Like, what's the boardwalk? I don't have the board. The board's in the truck, but uh, I know it's like a new car. Oh, sweet! <laughs> so, but I would sell it because it's a Volkswagen. <laughs> I don't think they sponsor us, so I think we're okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. Good luck in the Monopoly game, all right? Oh, I'm going to try. <laughs> hey, forget, forget the game. Let's just good luck on my health for the next month. <laughs> Supersize me. <laughs> I, I, it's rare that I finish a whole meal, though. Why? Because I feel like crap after. Oh, okay. Now, I have the stomach <laughs> of a seagull. I once ate chicken. <laughs> That was left out on the counter overnight by my roommates. Was it cooked? Yeah. Oh, I would have hate that. I didn't get sick, but yeah, it I was used cooked. To, Who cares? I used to live with these uh, girls in college, and they would never finish their food. Oh, they would, dear, dear penthouse. They would just leave it on the the counter, so I would just eat it. <laughs> and I, I, I never got confronted. They didn't speak English, so maybe that's why. But but that was my college life, just eating random food I found on the counter. It's probably better than ramen noodles. No, I don't know. That stuff's its own food group. It's good stuff, man. Uh, it's, now, I usually strain it, and I'll mix it with sour cream or throw some pork and beans on there. Oh, oh. I don't even cook them. I just sprinkle the... The seasoning on it, just eat it right out of the bag. Like a bag of chips. It's basically just straight salt anyway. It's so good. Did we talk about football today? A little bit. <laughs> it was a pretty slow news week. It was. 
Had to fill the time. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, follow, and like on Facebook at 2 and Out CFL. We shall talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.